Did you know that it's only humanly possible to press a button on a controller 16 times per second? The record was set by a Japanese executive and gamer in the 1980s. You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast. Episode number 89. My name is Gareth Bryan. I'm going to be your host. And on my virtual left is Mr. James Burks. How are you doing, James? Well, hello there. How's he going? <laughs> Sound like a sailor. <laughs> well, hello there. Oh, oh, very good. Oh, very it's good. A bit different, you know. I know. Like very it. strange. Yeah. Change is good. Um, and on my virtual right is Mr. Darren Edwards. How are you doing, Darren? Hi, I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Gareth? Very good. Really good. Um, England uh, in the final, which we'll talk about a bit later on. I'm sure we will. I've just been offered a ticket this very moment on Facebook that I missed for the final for £260, sitting in the Italian end, but someone else has taken it. So I'm going to cry. But apart from that, I'm okay. Um, And what have you been doing this week, Darren? Um, So when I've had the time, I've been um, getting to grips with the new Resident Evil CGI series on Netflix, uh, Infinite Darkness. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. I have heard of it, yeah. So as part of the 25-year anniversary, um, they've released four episodes, about half an hour each. I think originally it was to be a CGI film, like the previous three, I think there's been. Um, so it's set just after Resident Evil 4, back in 2006. Uh, it's got Claire Redfield, Leon Kennedy, and the same president who's referenced in that game's in it as well. Um, so I've just watched the first one, but it's um, quite good so far. It's mm. similar to the others. It starts off with everything's fine, and then all of a sudden zombies find their way in um, and kind of snowballs from there, really. So I'm going to try and finish it off over the weekend. I, I I love the Resident Evil games. I'm really, you know, I'm a big fan of the, just playing them. But I've got no idea what's going on in the lore of it <laughs> and what what timelines, who's who. But it doesn't matter when I'm playing the game for some reason. I mean, I recognise characters. Does this give it more of a sense? Of it does, yeah. It kind of the CGI films kind of tie more closely to the games, whereas the live action films are just there on their own tangent, um, completely off tangent. Actually, if you're a fan of the games, don't watch them. Not very good. Um, But yeah, the the CGI films are are more closely linked, so it fits into the timeline. I guess it's canon in terms of the, the game world. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, James, what about you? What have you been playing this week or doing or whatever? <laughs> um, well, I actually started watching Monsters at Work on Disney, oh. which is the spin-off to Monsters, Inc. Oh. And it, it picked up right after they turned the Monsters, Inc. world into a, a laughter world rather than scary for power. Um, and it's really good. You've got quite a lot of the same cast. You've got Billy Crystal and uh, John Goodman, I think yeah. it is. Yeah. With Mike and so on. Okay. And it's, it's just about a new character coming in. He was really scary. I asked to learn to adapt 
the trying to make kids laugh. It's actually really funny. Um, these two episodes at the moment are about 25 minutes each. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good. I'd give it a, a watch. Okay. If you like most of think. It's I... very much the same kind of humour. You know, it works in two levels. Kids will love it and grown-ups. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, I've not done anything as exciting as you two of watching things this week. But I have gone electric. I've actually bought myself an electric car. Um, because mm-hmm. in, in London, you have to have you wherever you have these two things, the congestion charges in city centre, like other city centres have got as well. But also you've got the air pollution, <laughs> um, I think they called it OLES, which is like the... Yeah. And that's moving to zone two in London, where I live. So my car would have... I can, I can actually move my car from where it parks without paying 15 quid a day. So it had to go. So I I can't afford it. I bought this electric car. So it's coming in two weeks' time. But that's been my week sorting that mess out. Oh, no. <laughs> but when you go in... I did a test driver one last Saturday. And when you go in it, it's like driving a game. There's no... Uh-huh. It's so weird. There's no gear stick, of course. There's no... There's no handbrake. Yeah, it's all buttons. And you, that's it. It's amazing. Cameras everywhere. Yeah, so that's been me. But... In other news, and while we're a day late, there's been a state of play announcement that came quite quickly. It was announced maybe maybe four days ago, and so we all watched it last night. It's Thursday night, and we recorded today on the Friday. And they were pretty clear about what it was. They they said it's not going to be anything. You know, we're going to be doing um, Death Loop. There's going to be a bit of that and some indie updates. So they were quite clear about there wasn't going to be any huge new announcements definitely nothing about um horizon um forbidden was whatever the hell it's called journey even though everyone still expected something that big even when they get told that there's nothing coming they go oh silent hill is that what you said no, I'm not trying to. Definitely. <laughs> if you look at the chat no, no, guys. that ch- that chat but if you look at that chat bar in that first moment before it starts, it's like madness. All you've got is people people saying GTA 6, GTA 6. Oh, dear me. Doesn't surprise me. No, don't look at the chat bar ever. <laughs> Except for one person who said, death loop, death poop. Um, oh, damn. So... That's not the game. So let's talk about that first of all, because the biggest the biggest chunk of it we saw was a was Death Loop, which was kind of like maybe a sort of fifteen minute segment, maybe ten minutes. Um, about seven minutes. Yeah, and it was it was the developer going through one of talking about the game a little bit more, and then just going through killing one of the the people you have to sort of assassinate. I think, isn't it? In this, um, eight people. Yeah. yeah. How would you sum this? Ga- how would you, Darren? You got a good way of summing what this game is about. I'm still a bit confused. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I really like the look of it. Originally, mm. when we saw it at E3 a couple of years ago, I think it was, at the Bethesda showcase. And it's, um, you've got eight assassins hunting you, essentially. Um, or or, or there's, a, there's a group of eight that you're kind of in conflict with. Um, and you get a lot of free roam and choice in terms of how you go taking down your opponents as well so in the trailer there was a really cool kind of teleport 
um, ability. So you could zap from window to window across buildings um, and you could sneak up on people and take them out in various brutal ways. It was quite gory, even though it's a, kind of a cell shaded, almost got a bit of a Team Fortress 2 vibe to it. Um, so I still don't exactly know what's going on if i'm being honest when i watched it yeah yeah no i know yeah i came away thinking that looks cool but i'm still a bit kind of confused to and maybe that's the point maybe they don't want to reveal everything um because it's uh not too long before it's released is it either so i'm I'm intrigued it's something that i'm a bit disappointed we're gonna have to wait for on xbox but yeah it looks good Uh, and james it's not because it's not a rogue light light is it they they I think that's the thing. It's it's not even though you when you die you the the day restarts. Um, yeah. But I think they were quite clear in a kind of like a preview thing. It's not a roguelike where it's like you're just starting again and you're resetting and it's every time you've got to do that. There's you're you're learning throughout the day, aren't you? You have to sort of die to kind of learn stuff. Sometimes is that right? Or you learn you learn more about the I think they call well whatever they call the the people you're trying to kill. Right. The eight people. You learn more about their movements and where they hang around and try and get an idea of where to assassinate them from without being killed yourself. So you, it's a bit of trial and error at first to work out who they are and where they are. Um, so that's kind of your knowledge going forwards. And I think the game actually gives you a little bit of help as well. I don't know if you saw in the trailer, there's words on the wall. It kind yes. of guides you towards. But you don't lose everything. This is what I get. What I got from it. You don't lose like all your skills. You're not starting from scratch. You're kind of gaining some weapons still or are you keeping some of the stuff that you learnt from that? Is that right or not? You're not um, we're not sure, are we? I think it's a case of you get certain maybe abilities that you retain uh, things that you've got in a previous uh, run through. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think, think it's a bit like Returnal, isn't it, in that respect? But like dying's part of it and it doesn't resettle your progress. Yeah, right. And you can, you can rewind twice, which means you lose nothing. Mm-hmm, I like that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought that was a really good idea. Um, yeah, that is good. James, you, sorry. No, I'm just saying, did you like the look of it this time around? Because he wasn't that impressed the first time around, I remember. I think it's got more legs in it now than I initially thought. I thought it would be a case of a couple of hours, you're probably done with it. But just that, that one guy, I think it was um, the wolf, I think you called him. Hmm. Um, you could easily spend a couple of hours working out how to take him down. It could take forever. I'm hoping there's some kind of, like, checkpoint after each kill. It yeah, could be a nightmare. Yeah, they must be. Right at once. Yeah, well, that must be. Yeah, that, they must be able to. I, I mean, yeah, the, a bit more the bit problem, more. the problem was the person who was playing it, which is always great with these these shows. It was brilliant at it. Oh, they were amazing. Yeah, I he thought that. He took a guy in the air and him across. Yeah. And that ability, that was amazing. Yeah. And so it never gives you a, you know, it doesn't show you sort of like jumping about 20 times trying to get onto a ledge, which would be me, <laughs> or falling yeah, me off. Too. Yeah, Yeah, dying when you fall off. Yeah. Restarting to your own terrible skills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
And the the other thing which which they kind of kind of clarified a bit more was the um, there was a noise that happened, and they went it was like a, a bell noise, and they said, "Ah, oh, this means you're being hunted now by the an AI, the AI or a, a player, a real player." Yeah, another assassin. Yeah, called Giuliano, I think it is. That could be a pain in the <laughs> Do you think you'll have the option to turn that off? Or yes, make it just make it just yeah. a, a computer person, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, there's Definitely. there's something. So, is in essence, I'm I'm asking you questions you don't know the answer to yet, of course. So, but in essence, I could think. I join a game of Deathloop and just become the person who's just going to go in and hunt someone and go into someone's game and try to kill them? That would be fun. Nice. A bit like Rock Stokes. I mean, you could go into the game and. Yeah. And start hacking them. Yeah. Yeah. It could be like that, but obviously we've got it turned off in the settings and you'll be safe. Yeah. Um, it, it will be optional. Definitely. If you get frustrated, just rip your router out and then you're safe and you can play around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, it's interesting. I mean, I mean, I got, I'll be honest, I got much more interested in it than I have been before. This through this um, walkthrough, you know, I just thought, oh yeah, no, this is quite good. It's whether I get it for the PS5. Or I wait to get it for free a year mm. down the line. That's the big question. Yeah, I yeah. don't think it's a must have, is it? Not yeah, yet. Not yet. Maybe. maybe. Um, I don't think that's what they try to do, though, with this showcase. Because otherwise, why, why choose a game that's limited exclusive as their main feature? Unless they really want to try and convince people not to wait. That could be their only reason yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks alright. Yeah, it does. It does. It looks better. Coming September fourteenth, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fourteenth. Yeah. yeah, very soon. Not far away at all. Um, um, another one was um, which we knew about, which is Death Stranding Director's Cut, uh, coming to PlayStation Five. I think if you got the PlayStation Four version, you pay an extra ten quid or something, or ten dollars, and you get the PlayStation Five. Version, um, I've forgotten. If you James hasn't played it, have you played it, Darren? No, um, I, I didn't, it didn't really for a Kojima game, it didn't really draw me in. Um, to be honest, it looked like there was a lot of exploration and not a lot of action in it. But I think I don't know whether it's just the way they've cut the trailer together, it looks like it's more than a simple kind of graphical update. There seemed to be more combat and and a bit more happening in the trailer so I'm hoping they've kind of evolved the gameplay a little bit um, if they have done I, I might give it a look because it is intriguing but it just a bit like No Man's Sky when that launched I thought it's a bit empty for me as, a, as an experience yeah. uh, James sorry I, I cut you off what were you going to say? I was going to say maybe you can explain what's actually new in the director's cut because what I got from it was that now you can play a bit of Forza in the middle of it. Oh yeah, there was that, wasn't there? And, and, and do some shooting at <laughs> Metal Gear. <laughs> and you got some little robot friends. Yeah, this is the, this is the hardest bit. I think. I think it's a case of like, see, I love that game because of the exploration stuff. I love mm-hmm. actually delivering stuff. I just like doing that and going <laughs> through these amazing landscapes with this beautiful music soundtrack that suddenly just launches in at some point. That's the kind of best thing about it. And then the story and the journey and the actual main narrative is crazy. It's a crazy, crazy narrative, but it's 
it's really interesting. Um, the combat stuff for me just got really not boring, especially they're kind of like you meet these things called the these kind of spirit creatures, I've forgotten the name of them, and that gets really dull after a while because it's the same thing. And it's the same thing with you come across these sort of camps of nomads who are like pirates who will nick your stuff, and that's what we saw a little bit more of like some extra animation in how you, you fight them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, was, right. yeah. If you want, if you want that playing, the thing is, it's not going to get me to go back and and play mm. it again. I can't go through that again. 60, 70 hours of it. For, you know, because I think the story is going to be the same. They did say there's some additional story content, which will be like extra missions, I think, probably rather than. I think it's just woven into it. Isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. not at the end or anything, so yeah, you would have to play it again, really. Yeah, I think you would. Get the phone. And that would be hard to do. But if you haven't played it, it's really worth giving, giving that a go. Especially on PlayStation 5. I mean, it looked beautiful on PlayStation 4, so I don't know what it's going to It's going to look amazing. Mm. I mean, I'll have to add it to the ever-growing list Absolutely. <laughs> of games to play. Absolutely. For sure. um, I, I can't believe the racing bit got cut in the first place. <laughs> I can't see how I that... Mean, <laughs> It seems perfect for it. <laughs> wow. Um, let's move on. Um, <laughs> Sifu. Is it Sifu? Sifu. Sifu. Sifu, which is the um, the punchy game, <laughs> the fighting kung fu game. Um, Punch, die, get a bit older, and yeah. so on. So yeah. on. And we... we uh, <laughs> We liked the look of this last time. We loved it when we saw it last year. Um, this time they were very clever when they kind of just showed... How, how it works he's in the punch he's just it kept going the age kept sort of like on a dial kept getting longer 42 46 mm-hmm. 50 54 mm. and then at the end of it they went they did the same thing with 2021 and then it went to 2022 which I heard is, that was a bit cheeky yeah. I thought <laughs> so it's delayed isn't it we know it's, it's coming early to 2022 yeah. um, it it looks interesting I mean it still looks interesting we didn't see much more of it we probably saw more of it in trailers before didn't we Mm. Yeah, I'd like to see more. I'd like to know more. But yeah, it does look like it could be a bit of fun, especially if there's you know multiplayer elements to it or whatnot as well. Yeah, yeah the, the combat is so fluid. Yeah, I think the way that the character moves to interact. I mean, it looks like the next upgraded version of the Batman games. You know, with the combat, mm. the move is so good. Yeah, and I, I mean, just imagine. Weaving, not weaving, like bringing together so many different attacks to take out loads of different bad guys. The the possibilities seem endless mm. in the types of moves you can do with the environment as well. I was wondering, as you get, if when you die, you obviously come back and you're older. And does he? Yeah. Does do you get? Do you think you might get more experience? Do you think as you get older, do you do? You, do you learn more moves? Are you slower? I'm just all those things really interest me. I think you get stronger almost. Yeah. I think the older you get, but at one point you do actually just die, <laughs> and you got to start again. There must be a point where it, yeah, yeah, yeah no, it gets too much. much. No, it's probably a hundred. Just be about ninety-five and just wandering around looking at walls. Don't know where you are. <laughs> um, next game. Lost Judgment, which is a sequel to Judgment in the Yakuza series. Yeah, in the Yakuza series. Yeah. Another one for you. Yeah. And that's coming in September, isn't it? Um, 
I think. September 24th. September yeah. 24th. And everything sounds good. Yeah. yeah. As in Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah. And old and new gen. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say. I've not played the. Uh, Richard reviewed it. He said it was all right. Didn't he? He liked it. Um, yeah. It always looks interesting. But then it baffles me. I mean, it's absurd that you go from. I think the trailer started with a murder trial. And then next week you'd do a dancing mini game and a bit of skateboarding. Talking of racing as well, there was a bit of racing in there as well, wasn't there? Yeah, it's like like Mario Party, but with your cues are on point. Yeah, apparently that's because you've got to go undercover at a school. And in school you've got to take the dance class um, and do a bit of skateboarding with the other kids. Wow. As you do. As a growing adult. I um I've just been playing Yakuza like a dragon because it's free on the mm. oh my god it just I mean it's there's something about it I really like but God I I think I I've watched I've played for about six hours but I I've watched five hours of cutscenes <laughs> I don't think I've done anything I think I moved <laughs> once yeah I don't it's, know how long I can handle that yeah it, it it's definitely full of story same with all the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one day I'll finish one. One day. Um, Demon Slayer. Um, I'm going to go off now for a bit because I have no idea, but I thought James and Darren might would like this. What is it? What's the full name of the game? It's something. Yeah. It's something that I can't say. The Hinokomi Chronicles? Let me try. Yeah, go on, you do it. It's Demon Slayer. Kimetsu no Yadra. The Hinokami Chronicles. Okay. And it's it's based on the Demon Slayer anime. Um, and I haven't seen Demon Slayer, so I'm not really familiar with the story. But my God, that trailer looked like an anime series. It the really does. Phenomenal. Yeah, it really does. You, you wouldn't believe you were playing a game if you were, well, if you were playing it. Um, yeah, it's a fighting game, really. There's not much more to say about it. But it does look decent. What, when is it out? Is it out soon? October oh, 15th. Oh, right, okay. Oh. Mm. So you, you like the look of it, James. You're really up for this, are you? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch the anime in the build-up to it. Just okay. to get in the, uh, in the mood. Dan, are you excited about this? Um, potentially, I don't know anything about it or the anime, but I did. I have watched some anime in my time, and the bit that stood out for me was just James and just how good it looked. I, it looked like you were playing uh, an anime, so I'll um, I'll probably give it a look depending on price points, etc. Yeah. And and it's the same developers that did um, Dragon Ball Kakarot. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that that was good. Mm-hmm. Good. You can talk about it a bit more if you want. I've got nothing to say. Any, anything to add? No, no nothing no, no. to add. <laughs> nothing on this. I just saw a guy running down a corridor for a long time, shouting. Yeah, that's anime. Yeah, that's anime. Running. It's very faithful. Frames. Yeah. Um, right, let's talk about a game I really like. This is my favourite one out of a lot, I think. Is, I guess what it is. Is it? Go on, then, you do it. Is it Tribes of Midgard? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's Jet the Far Shore, mm. um, which we knew was coming, but we saw a lot more of it this time. And 
I think it's coming 2021 still. They they yeah, said it's still this year. Um, and it's this kind of game when you're, which they talked about, which is all about really exploration. You're in these kind of like spaceships that are zooming across. It's all about travel, these kind of like alien world landscapes, um, which we saw before. So we saw this kind of ship, you know, going across these huge, fast, going across these huge landscapes. But here it seems to be more, there's a story, there's a group of travelers all together. So you've got bits that you can get out of the ship, have a bit of exploration in, in, in first person. Um, there seems to be homes or hubs that they all meet and chat but i think the thing that they said about it it's is there's not gonna be any combat it's not about solving that through combat i think there's a bit when they had to escape very quickly but there isn't it's all about you has that kind of no man's sky thing about you exploring a planet um and tagging creatures or plant life and that's your yeah it's, it's perfect for me nice and easy nice and relaxing yeah, very laid back. Very laid back, yeah. But I really like the look of it. I thought, oh, this is more interesting than I thought it was going to be. And I was, I was sold before. Mm. Um, anyone else like the look of that, you two? Yeah, I do. I think, I know I kind of dump on No Man's Sky quite a lot on this podcast, but <laughs> it that type of element really is intriguing to me. If it's just filled with things to do and a really good narrative, then I think it could be one of those games that on a rainy day you shut the curtains, you can lose yourself in it for a good few hours. Um, it does look really pretty. Reminds me of an indie game I played last year called Feather. You play oh, as yeah. a, a bird and you just mm. kind of explore and just kind of chill out. It's almost like an experience rather than a game. So I'm quietly excited about it as well. So that should be this year. And also this year we've got that and we've got Sable which has a very kind of similar yes. feel to it. It's going to be really mm-hmm. interesting. So it's going to be a real big, heavy indie autumn this fall. Some really big hitters coming out from August, really. So it's going to be exciting, I think. Um, Fist, which is... What the hell is Fist? It's a talking rabbit, which I really liked. Uh, sort of like cool talking rabbit. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting that. And, is it a platformer? No, it's not. Is it? Was it a Metrovania type? Yeah, I've got no. Metrovania, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay. I do like the cutscenes look amazing. Yeah. And then when you see the game, you think, "Can we have more cutscenes?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought the backgrounds look great because it's it's that two point five D kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to see the rabbit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the look of this. It could be, it could be good. I think it's going to be rock hard. I think it's going to be really hard. Mm. So yeah. that's the only thing. Yeah, to... I think you're right. Yeah, it just loads a little. Didn't much, didn't it? No, there's a little clip of a kind of a boss battle. It looked like, didn't it? And it, uh, I thought, oh no, that's going to be horrendous. Now I'm going to move us through Moss Moss Book Two. So Moss is a is a VR game. It's the only VR game they had. Um, and Moss came out on the original VRs. Quite, I think you play a mouse. I don't know anything about it, but I've heard it's meant to be quite good. Yep. The mouse only communicates with you through um, sign language. That's what made it quite interesting. Oh. She, she doesn't shrink. Um, and you seem to interact with the environment to help Krill get around it. You don't really control Krill. Um, you're kind of like some like overseeing godlike person. Yeah. 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 
Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's... It just, it just looked very good. I mean, for VR, um, it's, it's full of puzzles. And I think Krill as a character is just quite lovely. Yeah. So, uh, if I had VR, I'd definitely give it a go. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm not... Sorry, not going to lie, sorry. Just, I probably won't play it because it's VR, but it does look quite interesting, as you say. It's funny the VR stuff, isn't it? Because there hasn't been that many announcements for the VR um, for the next year, and that's probably to do with the rumours they're going to do a new VR for next year, aren't they? Twenty twenty-two. Yeah, maybe it's interesting though because they they released um, Half Life Alex, didn't they? Which was a sequel I really didn't see coming after Mm. all the years of campaigning for Half Life Three. So it's definitely still legs in the VR market, but I've never. I've never got it myself, not for any console. No, I think I think you're right. I think it's a really good thing with Half Life. Everyone knows had the equipment to play Half Life. Like, so it's amazing. Mm. But you're going to need something huge. You're going to need a PlayStation. That new. That's probably what they're aiming for in that next. Mm-hmm. Next, but next, next bit of headset to kind of get that kind of stuff going. That level. It's, it's, it's never really got going as it VR. It's cuffed and, and fluttered. It's yeah. not as tacky as it was in the 90s or whatever, but uh, it's a bit more grown up these days. But yeah, yes. it hasn't grabbed the imagination yet of people. I don't know I don't know if it's just because consoles themselves are so expensive these days and it's quite an mm-hmm. expensive peripheral to have on top of that. So people think, oh, maybe I'll get it next year and then kind of never get around to it. I think also, I mean, Richard's going to argue with us for this because he's a VR person. <laughs> but I think there is an element I find, you know, and I said to you before, I, I, I like the fact that I can when I play games, I have to sort of snatch moments or stuff. And I can easily just switch a con- press pause on the controller and now with the Xbox switch off and I can restart. Yeah. It's quite yeah. quick to do that and do other stuff and mm-hmm. answer phone calls with a VR helmet on. You've really got to, you've got to commit to your hours, haven't you? You've got to commit to it for an hour or two hours. And that's what always... I think it's a bit of a workout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, two more games there to mention at the end was a, a game called Hunter Arena Legends, which is like a battle royale game um, with melee, um, almost like a fantasy feel to it. Is it a Tekken battle royale? Yeah, yeah, it's like an old school fighter, but battle royale. Yeah, I mean the good news is we can try it for free with play, the the subscription thing um, in yeah. August. Yeah, for us. PS Plus, thank you. The good news for me is I don't have that anymore. <laughs> so, is this going to make you sound eating. back up, James? Or? Uh, no. Okay. Um, so we could play that. We'll, we'll try that, Darren. We'll have a go. We'll have a go at that. Yeah. They tried to draw me in, putting a rubber duck on the end of a weapon. <laughs> that was quite ingenious. But <laughs> other than that, it's... It's just going to be isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think it's only 30 plays as well. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a melee. It's one of those things that could die very quickly, but hopefully it won't. Hopefully it won't. Um, Tribes of Midgard is the other one that's coming out, I think, in a couple of weeks, isn't it? July. Um, and it's like a... I'm a bit bored of Vikings now. I've played a lot of Viking <laughs> stuff. Um, and it's set in that kind of world. It looks like a what, what a Diablo-type thing. Is that fair to I say? 
Hack and slash, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But there's a season thing. So they've got a season where you... Season of the Wolf, I think, is the first one. And they're going to keep updating that as they go along. Um, where you can get loot and all sorts. It looks all right. I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, I think. Not yeah. particularly excited about it, which yeah. might be harsh, but you seem great, mate. Speaking of one it's going to be decent. I think by the time they've released all the content, yeah. I think it's going to be worth... Because I think you can get do co-op with like ten players. Oh yeah, really impressive. Yeah. Um, but if you only to pay, I think it's twenty quid on day one. There's not really that much, really. Yeah. In one season of content, mm-hmm. you got to wait and wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's nothing special. No, good. Um, right, let's get on to some. News. I, I think the PlayStation thing was fine. You know, it was yeah, yeah it was fine. If they yeah. do, if they do one of those a month. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, you know. it's interesting because I was expecting a sorry, James. I was expecting a big kind of flashy one off the back of E3, but it seems like they've just they're still going to go at their own pace. Yeah, kind of do what they need to do, and and that's that. So fair play, really, for yeah. not having to feel like they need to make up for not being at E3. Yeah. Um, good. Let's talk about some news. There was a bit of a news announcement, which was the Nintendo um, Switch OLED uh, mm-hmm. is coming out. It's coming in. When's it coming next year? Is it October? Um, or this year? I think it's this year, isn't it? Is it? Okay, yeah. Oh. October 8th. Yeah, oh, that's um, I'm not a Nintendo person, I haven't got a Switch. You two have, haven't you? Hmm. James has? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You, is this exciting? <laughs> well... I don't go first. <laughs> well, it's it's missing what a lot of people have asked for, which is a uh, 4K output when it's in its dock, so you can play 4K on the telly. Um, but the screen itself is larger, and it's an OLED screen, so the unit itself has been upgraded, but it, everyone's a bit confused to why they haven't gone for the the kind of full-on graphical update because it, it was it was rumored it was going to be called switch pro or whatever but it's just seems to be called the oled switch for now um and it's going to be 350 dollars so i don't know around 300 quid probably um which is quite a lot of money considering the screen's an inch larger than the last one give or take so i mean the original is still selling like hotcakes isn't it so mm-hmm. It's a nice option, but it reminds me a bit of the, I'm going back a bit here, the Game Boy Micro. Does anybody remember that? Mm. Where they they released that. It was tiny. You could hardly fit it in, like, two hands, and it just felt a bit of an odd choice. So I don't know if this is going to be one of those where um, if if you're not going to really go for it, you could have waited and probably sold millions of original Switch units in the next year or two anyway. But, yeah, maybe just a bit unnecessary is probably how I'm thinking about it at the moment. Yeah. Um, I, there's a rumour that there will be diff- different Switch switches going to come out in the next year or so. That there might be a Switch OLED, then there might be a, a Switch 4K, then there might... Are they going to be doing this, rather than releasing a Switch 2? They could do. I mean, you see that the generation lifespan is longer, isn't it, these days? And the Switch has kind of become 
Nintendo's place in the handheld and console market because it's a hybrid. That there's no sort of whispers around what the successor to the 3DS will be, if there will be one. Mm. So it might be that they do that, um, and it might be that the appetite grows in the next year or two for something more. But I don't think they need to release it so soon, if I'm being honest. And it, it just kind of, after it wasn't at E3, I wasn't expecting to hear anything about it, and it just kind of appeared out of nowhere. Yeah, but, <laughs> it's quite odd. Yeah, it's like it wasn't, wasn't that much to chat about, was it? I mean, they had enough with, what did they have at E3? can't remember. Oh, for uh, me, loads of re-releases of Naughty's IPs at Advance Wars yeah. and WarioWare, but it so was a very kind of niche one, yeah. Yeah, so announcing the fact that you've got a slightly bigger screen, a bit more memory, it's not really E3 worthy, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Out now. No. yeah. I, mean, the, I think the one thing I did notice, which is quite handy, we've got a dodgy internet connection. You can now uh, plug in wired to connect. Oh, okay. So that'd be quite handy. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, not much difference. Yeah. Um, no, there's not. I like the white colour of that. It looks quite nice. Imagine it looks nice yeah. and dark, but <laughs> that's about it. It's the same price as a, a, a normal Switch, isn't it? It's not. Any give or take, give yeah. or take, yeah. So I mean, you can't. People still can't get switches, can they? It's still hard to get a switch. No. So maybe they're just <laughs> building their market a little bit better by letting people have this other but one. But then I was critical of the Switch Lite. I didn't think that would do well, but that seems to have done pretty yeah. well. So maybe, maybe people will go for it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll surprise me. Yeah. And you've got the collectors that are buying one of everything. Yeah. Yeah. They're buying light, an OLED, a double OLED. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, let's um, talk about the Assassin's Creed which came out as a kind of like um, a rumour like a, a leak it's always a leak for Movisoft and then two days later yeah, yeah we're actually doing it we're, we're, and this is the Assassin's Creed Infinity Project um, I'm a massive Assassin's Creed fan as you might have heard before in this podcast Um I don't know why I'm not. I'm not excited about this. <laughs> I don't know what it is. That's probably what it is. Uh, it, it's. I think the idea is that they're going to build a kind of big sort of multiplayer world. It's almost like the GTA Six rumors when that first came out. The rumors were that you could go between, you could travel between the Miami setting to the New York one to the. You know, you're going across multiple worlds online, so you can swap. That's what the rumor was, first of all. And I, this has got a similar feel to it. You could swap historical settings, and it's this kind of... I, I still don't know what it is, really. I mean, there's nothing. It's really early days. I mean, if they, if they did it, it's going to be four or five years away, isn't it? I, I don't think they know what it is. No. I think they want people to decide what it might be, and then they'll put the best idea. <laughs> Go with it. <laughs> Do what everyone wants. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'd do. I mean, it's. I mean, the big thing is like everyone's talking about is that they keep talking. They all want some of that Fortnite and GTA Five audience, which everyone is trying to get, aren't they? Every person wants that. Oh, they want to slice that pie. Yeah, they want to slice that pie, and they want that audience, and they like the fact that in both those games, you can change the game. You know, Fortnite has changed their whole maps, haven't they? They've changed the whole thing, and and GTA Five. 
Walker has, yeah. has done that as well, but more with the kind of like um, um, what's going on in there and create these kind of like stories and seasons and stuff like that. And Red Dead. Red Dead. Red Dead well. Yeah. 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 It's like the evolution of DLC, really, isn't it? The, the, we said about lifespans of consoles, lifespans of games as well. Yeah. You can update and overhaul games so much easier than having to release sequels like, you know, back in the old days. But I think the problem we've got as gamers, I think the worst thing for people to do, and this is the problem with any company, is to chase the money. If you as game mm. developers stop, and this is what we've seen over the last five years, everyone's trying to do Fortnite or trying to do yeah. a version, and they failed badly. It's been like these games have just died. The reason Fortnite happened, I think, personally, first of all, it was, was just, it was the right timing. At the time, mm. you had about, you had two, you had Pudgy, which was successful for a while and then Fortnite came out which was free at that point it was it was free a free download wasn't it that you could get and at that time there wasn't those free games and everyone started playing it. and then it got its audience suddenly i don't think it was a a planned business strategy with Fortnite at all i think it happened upon them you know and then they could build we could do that and i think with gta 5 it's gta it's just, that's why it's successful. It isn't. It generally, is a G. I mean, people were, were originally coming. People bought GTA Five for the game, for the story, first of all, and the online was an extra bonus. It, you know, and it's just that brand. So trying to, I know Assassin's it, Creed is a massive brand, but I don't know. I don't know. If they came out from day one and said, "Here's GTA Online with nothing else," mm. it probably wouldn't have taken off as well as it did, because people got the story first. And got into that world, and then thought, oh, let's see what the online's like. And then people made their own little yeah, yeah. communities, didn't they, from that? Yeah. But, but it was on its own. I wouldn't pay for it. But maybe we're, anyway. maybe certain people now, on the devil's advocate, maybe people do, you know, they don't play in the main store. Maybe they just go online for GTA now. It's this whole other entity, but... Yeah, it's... I don't know what with Assassin's though. It's a strange... Yeah. Game, yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree. I think it's a, it's a, it's a game that you're yeah. playing a character in a in a world. Yeah. And learn about history. Mm. You're gonna learn nothing in an online world, full of people that you don't know. Sometimes maybe you do know, mm. or try to kill you, <laughs> just because they can. Yeah. 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 And I'm one of them. Yeah. But, you know, probably just what I learned some history from 17th century yeah yeah absolutely we don't know anything about this yet they, and as James said they probably don't at the moment they probably just yeah. chat about it they're putting the out there aren't they yeah yeah exactly. absolutely yeah um, two more things um, we're running out of time but that's okay um, two more things is um, a few Marvel fans I'm a Marvel fan as well they've got the um, what if um, series coming to Disney Plus on the Marvel side. Um, I thought this looked quite interesting. It's an it's an animation, isn't it? And the idea behind it is that if they it's like a sliding doors moment. What if if what happens if Tony Stark didn't become Iron Man? He's saved at this point by someone from okay. the Black Panther universe. Yeah. Okay, multiverse. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I think Absolutely. it. I think it was a comic, wasn't it? It's been. It's a comic series, wasn't it? And what the what if? So I think it's based on that. But I. I like the look of this. This is good. You too excited about this? Being Marvel fans. 
Yeah, I I'm really looking forward to this actually. When they announced the timeline, whatever it was, a couple of years ago, the next three, four years of before the pandemic kind of laid waste to it. Um this was something that stood out because it's it's a great idea, I think, and it's a simple mm. idea. You know, I remember watching episodes of Dots Who, for example, where they've done like alternate realities and what if different things happen. If you're a fan of the universe, to put characters together that might never meet or to change huge kind of critical points in the timelines of these shows and films, I think they could literally do anything. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So the things we saw was Star-Lord was um, the Black Panther. What's the character name from that? Yeah. Um, yeah. And Tony Stark obviously had not become Iron Man. We don't know anything more about that story. I think um, Hayley Atwell's character... Um, What's her name? Agent Carter. Captain Carter. Captain Peggy, Carter. Yeah. And she becomes like Captain Britain, I think, or something, isn't she? Yeah, I can't remember what the comic book character's calls, but yeah, essentially. Yeah. She takes the super serum. Yes. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks really good. And actually, most of the voice cast have all come back to do their characters, like Benedict Cumberbatch doing Dot Strange. It's only, I think, Tony Stark, um, who obviously is Robbie Downey Jr., has not come back, nor has, um, what's his name? Captain America. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Chris Evans um, Carol Danvers, um, Brie Larson, and, yeah, and the collector, who's, um, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But everyone else seems to be back. Yeah, Chadwick yeah. Boseman's in it as well. So yeah. have recorded it before he passed yeah. away, which is quite yeah. interesting. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I think it'll be a good TV show. Yeah, yeah. I think you're from the Iron Man back. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's interesting because they still look like them, so it's not to confuse people, yeah. but they're just not going to sound like them. <laughs> no, no. Um, the last bit of the news before we're looking forward that's coming out in August, isn't it? Or soon, or the fall, or September? August, yeah. August, yeah. Not long after Loki finishes, because Loki finishes next week. And I've got to watch that. I haven't seen any of it. Um, Good. A really interesting thing, just and there was a little EA um, little tester, which was like a little interview that happened on Thursday. Four people from Dyson, and they were just sort of chatting about, not really giving any hints away about Apex Legends and Battlefield a little bit. But how that works. But also, one of the things that I just found interesting, and you talked about cloud, using the cloud more and more without getting it um, for, I guess, when you're you're playing a game like Battlefield or something, it's actually downloading a lot of its um, assets and everything from the cloud, which we knew about that these consoles could do. And they were just basically, they weren't, they were kind of giving hints that Battlefield might be doing this. Hints. But I think the idea is that. It was, um, it's going to be the future of kind of games. Would they would you know you'll be able to see these huge kind of like landscapes or maps or stuff that's actually just downloaded, so it's not just using it all directly from the console, which is interesting. It is interesting. I think I was reading that there was speculation that the Xbox One would take advantage of this when it first launched. So I do wonder how far away the reality is from the kind of theory with mm. it. How, how quickly will we see it in action? Because xCloud's pretty amazing, the fact that you can stream Xbox games to your, your mobile device or whatnot. So it feels like it's possible, but I wonder how far away it actually is. 
Yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, sorry, yeah. sorry, James. I was just going to say that with Battlefield, they said it will be good for the, like, disruption aspect, like the buildings collapsing and such. But I thought they did that maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And they had it looking fantastic for that time. Yeah. So I don't think... I, I, I don't know how much it will really improve. Yeah. In, in the end of it. But if it helps, then if it works, do it, you know. Yeah, I mean, exciting for the games. Yeah, it's it, it's in because I think yeah, yeah, it's the Unreal Engine, the new one, isn't it? That's going to be using that quite a lot. Unreal Engine Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, now, very quickly, because we've not got that long, what have you been playing? One game each this week. Still a bit. It's, we're in that kind of slow period, aren't we? But there's still we're playing lots of stuff. Darren, what have you been playing? So I played um, a little game called Infinitrap Rehamstered. Um, which was quite a fun game. It was a bit of a dungeon crawler, kind of a puzzle game at the same time, where essentially uh, it's all quite cliched and slapstick, but it's it's quite fun to play. You're on the hunt for a um, kind of mysterious chalice, kind of treasure hunter, um, and you have to go through several dungeons at a time and there's all sorts of traps and you've got to have really quick reaction speeds and there's zombies that chase you through and there's a hamster in it for some reason who kind of guides you and then you end up having to work <laughs> alongside him um, who belongs to another character and it kind of goes from there. Um, but it's quite interesting because it came out on PC as a lot of these games do um, and it had a level editor but it doesn't have it on the Xbox which is a real shame um, because that would have been the best part of the game. Um, there was a couple of edit uh, levels that have been created by somebody maybe the devs but you couldn't go and create your own or share or, or download any so that was a bit of a shame but it's good for a few quid so it's a good shout if you're looking for something to blast through in a couple of hours great um james what about you what you've been playing um i spent a few hours with walden again oh. that's its full time um as opposed to walden the book which is what it's based on which is written by Henry David Thoreau. And it's about surviving, breaking the wilderness. In a, in a cabin, but surviving upon your own means without luxuries. Um, so you're basically going around the, the environment, getting food, uh, fishing, making notes about the animals, the wildlife, the, the plant life. Is, is it, it's very much an exploration game with a little bit of survival um, going on. Because you've obviously got to keep well fed. But not survival heavy? No, I mean, if you, if you don't get food for, for so long, for like two days, then you, you might faint. <laughs> but you just wake up when it's warm, you know, in your cabin. So you don't lose anything really. Right. Um, you got to get fuel for the for the fires, and okay, it's not necessary. You can just enjoy the landscape and take it all in. It's another experience. Oh, brilliant! Um, and it's about the times as well, so it covers um, illnesses and slavery, and there's a lot of really important stuff going on. If you mm. get really stuck into it, um, yeah, it's it's very good. 
I fa- eight pounds. Yeah, I fancy this. Eight pounds. That's great. Yeah, really, it's mm. really interesting. You recommend it? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. And then we review at some point in the near future. So look out for that. Good. We'll do. Um, a game I've been playing last week or so is a game called Spirit of the North, and it came out on PlayStation Four, I think, last year. And I played it one of the EGXs a while ago when we could meet people in public. And I really liked it. Then you play a fox and you're sort of like going through this kind of Icelandic landscape on a sort of, and it's sort of like non, it's non-verbal sort of visual storytelling. Very much like Journey. It has that kind of feel of that as a good comparison when you're, you've not got a voiceover or a cutscene telling you what to do. It just starts, this fox looks out and sees this kind of red smoke, weird magical trail on a mountain far away and off you go. Um, and as you're kind of like running along as a fox, you're some little bits of platforming. You're basically then you sort of inter- intertwine with a spirit fox, like a, a kind of ghost fox. There's two of you. And then you can sort of get possessed by the spirit fox, which gives you extra powers, like to be able to jump faster or speed through the air or, you know. And it it's this kind of journey through this kind of landscape. And then you... You sort of those ancient sort of civilizations, ruins crumble to the ground, the skeletons of sort of men that were there that you can kind of like re re reanimate, you know, release their souls. Um, it's it's kind of Nordic mythology mixed in there, I think, as well. It's I love the I love the journey, I love the adventure, I loved all that, which I've said in the review, I thought it was great, I like that type of game. Um, the platforming is at times a bit of a nightmare it doesn't feel weighted enough it feels a bit floaty mm. so it doesn't feel that kind of accurate and sometimes mm. the kind of animation of what happens when they jump you just it can get frustrating if you can get past that you have a great cut time so it's a shame because that's the only thing that let it down for me it would have been quite a high score but it it gets a bit you know when a platform doesn't get it kind of get it right it's like i'm playing ratchet and clank still at the moment which is perfect in that terms, mm. you know, they know exactly what they're doing. And this is a small developer, but you know, it's yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, but in the north, that's out now. It's I think it's about fifteen pounds, maybe or it's a bit more. Um, it's worth having a look if you can get past that bit. But yeah, it's really I, I enjoyed myself for six hours. Um, that's our games. Don't. Um, what are we looking forward to in the next week or so before we go? Um, there's maybe one thing. What is it? What is it looking forward to? It could be either way. It's the uh, big final it's in the big, Euros. Yeah. Um, England are playing at this time. Italy in the. If you don't know this, I don't know why I like I'm announcing it. Like you don't know. On Sunday. Yeah. Um, we at Xbox Hub Towers had a sweep. We had a starting thing as a sweepstake on teams, um, and my team Italy is still in it. But obviously, I don't want Italy to go anywhere near that. And uh, who's got England? Uh, Dave. Dave's so. got England. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, England, Italy. It's been it's been great. What do you think? What's your Darren? Have you enjoyed the? I've watched the, I've watched nearly every game. What, what do you oh, think? Yeah, loved it. I mean, I love international football anyway. Um, and 
it, it took a while to get into it, but the knockout stages have been fantastic. Uh, even as a neutral, watching you know the games that didn't include England. Um, but yeah, I think we've we've really settled into the tournament. We've only conceded one goal from a set piece, so they're going to have a lot of momentum going into the game. I think it's going to be close. I, I hope it's not going to be you know a trounced in. I can't see it happening. Defence has been pretty solid. So as James said. I don't know whether I'll enjoy it or not, but it remains to be seen. Um, 10 o'clock on Sunday, hopefully. Yeah. Um, James is a massive England fan, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like football. I'm enjoying the tournament. I mean, I wish I could say I support any team in the final of the e There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, where's I mean, it's just amazing seeing all what the reaction is. What where are you going to be watching it, James? Are you going to be watching it at home? Yeah, I'm on night, mate. Yeah, I'm listening to it on the radio. <laughs> I go to school. Oh, it's got, yeah, it's half live. Darren, where are you seeing it? Uh, we'll we'll watch it at home. We'll probably have a couple of friends around trying to get into anywhere because you still have to book, don't you? Yeah. Under the restrictions and that is and it's just mad. But then I'm sure. The streets will be filled with fans either way, yeah. um, but we're going to stay at home. Yeah, I, I don't want to be in a box park in my whole life. Oh, nice! <laughs> looks so much. Fun. Yeah, it looks like hell on earth. <laughs> this is a must-fit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to be watching it at home as well. But yeah, very exciting. Um, I, just on the other games, there's a game coming out next week. It's a little indie game called Where the Heart Leads, and I think we saw it in some of the indie showcases that's coming out next week which is a shock on playstation four and five um it's uh yeah it's a kind of little story-led thing it looks quite interesting about relationships yeah it's um that's worth kind of a little look on on, it sounds like a 1990s itv kind of drama so it does i think that's what i think that's what it's like i think that's what it's like yeah (laughs) god right you two Brilliant, thank you very much. Um, if we need to talk to you, to find you, to ask your views on the football, uh, James, where can we get hold of you? If you go talk to me about England, don't get hold of me. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at OKUKL. If you can just Twitter, kid, it's coming home. That's all we need to do for the next week. Um, and Darren, where can we, where can we uh, go to you? Uh, I'm also on Twitter at 27Darren. 27Darren. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at GBBriley. But for now, gentlemen, thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 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 You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You had found all the notes for this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook. 